Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Boys and girls, this is the Undisputed Era. Adam Cole, Kylo Riley, Roderick Strong, and you're listening to Going In Raw, baby. This is Shayna Baszler, and you're watching Going In Raw. This is the knockout artist, Cassius Ono, and you're going in raw. Hey, Rendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button. Let's try to get this episode up to... 530 likes. 530 likes. Said 525 yesterday. I think five more. Let's just get five. five more for this one. So if you're watching this show on YouTube, hit that like button. If you're listening to this in the audio realm, you can still help the cause. You can leave us a rating, review, or a comment. That goes a long way towards helping yeah. going in raw grow that it does. That it does. and expand. We hit. We man. We we went past finally on YouTube 193,000 subs. Yeah, man. No, unless they do another purge, there's no sign of that slowing down. Uh, a little bit that is that of that I think is thanks to ten for the I win. Think a lot of that's thanks to ten for the win. That's been doing good. We got a new one coming up this Saturday. I've been working on it. Uh, this is a good one, man. There's some goofy stories from the world of wrestling. Yeah, when wrestlers get under each other's skin and they end up going Ooh. into real fisticuffs. Throw hands. They throw hands. This is a good hands. one. I got some goofy stuff. If you follow us on the Instagram at Stephen Larson, you'll see uh, I, I I posted a little still from uh, this week's episode. Where I took Sid's. You're kind of, that's, that's kind of a bit of wish fulfillment for old Larson. <laughs> yeah. I know. You're a huge Sid fan now. It's great. He's the best, worst wrestler yeah. ever. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's great. Um, anyways, so uh, NXT happened. Oh, also, uh, we're on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. Bunch of reward tiers over there, um, including a bunch of bonus stuff. Man, so uh, we didn't do our gift exchange publicly this year for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Uh, however, you got me uh, two things. One is that wonderful book. Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's about, about Capital Wrestling, the early days of WWW. Yeah, Capital Wrestling. There and you I go. I got you uh, Lucha Libre Heroes Del Ring. Triple A. Uh, it's their Xbox 360 video game. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty fun. And uh, and no, we, so we played that on our bonus episode yesterday. Yeah. On the Patreon, we created a new friend, uh, a new luchador, Psycho Friendo. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, I think we did a good job with oh, him too. I don't think we did a good job. I think we did a great job. So we kicked off the story mode there because the 2K20, is, it's not playable. It's a huge pile of crap. It's it a is. massive pile of crap. 
So we figured we'd do something new. We're big fans of triple, triple A. Yeah. So we're going to do that for uh, Patreon stuff. Yeah. Let me see if there's some new patrons here. Great idea. Uh, so we can give them some shout outs. Let's see here. Uh, Weston Gibbon Music, Jordan Moten, Daniel War- uh, Warner, Jamie Small, and Shane Harrison. Thank you all. Thank you very much for your support. We do appreciate it. Uh the time splitters reunited. That was Ooh. cool. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I know that's not in the thumbnail. Thumbnails Gargano versus Balor. Uh, but for like, you know, uh, nerds who like the New Japan stuff, time splitters, Alex Shelley is Kushida's uh, tag team partner. Yeah. Which probably means they're going to lose. Yeah, I, I kind of get the feeling that it'd be like a one. Who are they Who are they fighting? Grizzled Young Veterans. Yeah, I kind of get the feeling. Yeah, so it'll be Grizzled Young Veterans versus Undisputed Era on that side of the bracket, I believe. Yeah. And then Imperium versus, uh, oh, Matt Riddle and uh, Peter Dune are going to beat uh, Andrews and, and Flash Morgan Webster then. Yeah, that uh, yeah, that's correct. So that'd be good, Imperium Because versus... you can't just have the broser weights uh for as a one-off no you can have time splitters evidently as a one-off yes because i think alex <laughs> shelley is like semi-retired at this point yeah he is yeah but he also did like a stint at the performance he did, center. Uh, yeah yeah um i was correct by the way in the comments yesterday on a news brief mako satamora uh did a, a guest into the pc yes, i saw that too i thought i'd heard something that and then you we had both read something about her the potential of her uh signing on full-time if they were gonna yeah go. the idea was if they had started nxt japan that yeah. she then the hope was that she would sign on as a trainer, yeah. Sure, yeah. Uh, and so, uh, but no, NXT in a nutshell last night, I thought it was a terrific was a episode. Show. I thought that they advanced a couple stories. Uh, we got one match, as you've seen, the thumbnails made solid. Uh, we all knew this was coming. Gargano versus Finn Balor. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Promo, uh, as Finn dubbed him. That's all you're cleared to do. That's all you're cleared Zing. to do. Wow. Uh, so that happened last night. Uh, we saw, uh, you know, like the the the... the the women's division NXT is an embarrassment of riches. Oh my! It's, it's the, so deep. It's the best women's division so like good. ever. And so we saw the, the 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 top six all in the ring at the same time. They open the show, pushing that story forward. Uh, Rhea Ripley gets zero time to celebrate being NXT yeah. World Champion. And Shayna Baszler wasn't even involved in any of that. Shayna wasn't involved, and Mia Yim wasn't even involved. She yeah. had a match later on, and then we saw. Uh, apparently the the re debut the debut I guess the proper debut of Chelsea Green yeah um, we didn't see Tegan Knox no Dakota Kai involved in any of that my God the division there's like twelve deep there dude they they legitimately need a mid card title more than the men do I know like they need a North American women's title or something because I know it is stacked. It really is stacked. and that match to kick things really off fun. was flipping amazing. Yeah, that um, was really good stuff. Got some, uh, of course, the Dusty Classic kicked off. Yeah. Two really good matches. And the main event was great. New number one contender for North American title. That match is happening in two weeks' time. Oh, that was just that was just terrific. And I mean, that, it was all a showcase for one limitless Keith Lee. Hey, I'll take a showcase for Oh, I will absolutely, too. Time and time again. Uh, yeah, there was no, there was no, the only, th- I mean, the only match in there that sort of, I guess, was a bit filler was uh, Austin Theory versus Joaquin Wilde. Yeah. But I like showcases for young dudes. Yeah, you know? totally, totally. I mean, that was the first time I've actually, because I didn't watch the, was it the Christmas Day episode or? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Whatever one that Austin Theory had the match. Yeah, I didn't see that. Yeah, I didn't see that either. So this is actually the first time I got to, I've seen Austin Theory wrestle. I am disappointed that Joaquin Wilde didn't have his LEDs. He's got that helmet thing that he has to hold on his head when he gets through the ropes. I know. That seems a bit awkward. It's all a bit awkward. He needs a chin strap for it. <laughs> 
a helicopter on the top. Well, chin strap. Yeah. Well, that's practical. I'm just saying I want to add to it. Oh, okay. Because it's very busy. The helicopter little uh, thing on top would make it even harder for him to get in the ring. Yeah. Especially but, that getting snagged on one of the ropes. You know, it'd be entertaining. Just pull it off. And you're like, ah, <laughs> I lost my futuristic helmet type thing. I look like a jerk now. Anyways, that's not the right notes. Here's the right notes. I was like, DDP showed up in NXT. Oh, that's that'd be weird. Great. Anyways, hey, how pretty cool to see them diamond cutters last night, huh? Oh, it's always cool to see them. Wrong episode. Cutter, wrong episode. Nonetheless, it's always <laughs> cool to see a diamond cutter. It is. Anyways, why don't you kick things how off? How about DDP getting back in the wrestling ring next week? That's bananas. Man, that dude retired his diamond cutter like two years ago. That's before AEW was a thing, though, man. <laughs> He's like, oh, I can come in and start diamond cutting people for Cody? Hell yeah, I'll do it. I'm going to give him the bang. MJF was getting very explicit. We're on the wrong episode. We're on the wrong He episode. was. Man. Yeah, it was pretty. It no, takes a lot of moxie to say that in front of the, someone's dad. I was very uncomfortable, to be honest. That was you. uncomfortable. <laughs> uh, that was very uncomfortable. Anyways, Rhea Ripley comes down. Yeah. She cuts a promo, or she starts to anyway. She talks about winning the title. And then uh, uh, Tony Storm. I mean, some of the last night, honestly, let's be frank, was used to promote uh, Blackpool, too. Obviously, yes. Uh, as well as Worlds, Worlds Collide. Uh -huh, yeah. And so two of the female competitors in the ring last night, we were talking about how stacked the women's division is. But two of them are NXT UK. Still NXT, man. It's all under the NXT umbrella. All right. Fair enough. Uh, I kind of feel like Tony is moonlighting between NXT Prime and NXT UK. Yeah. Time. It's and like Kay week to week. If yeah. Kaylee Ray wins on Sunday, then Tony's out of there. UK, that is. Probably. Yeah, probably, probably. Even the UK women's division is stacked. Mm -hmm. Like, man, they've got a ton of great talent mm -hmm. over there. Holy mm -hmm. moly! Mm -hmm. Anyways, uh, so yeah, Tony Storm says, "Hey, uh, you know, remember that time I beat you?" Well, first she congratulates her, says, "Hey, good on you." Yeah, well done. But uh, I beat you twice. So what did you say? Some at the Worlds Collide. Yeah, she says she's gonna. Oh, that's right. She's gonna win the title, the the UK title on Sunday. And then beat Rhea at Worlds Collide and, and beat, beat Tony Two Belts. Tony Two Belts. And that is if Rhea has the guts to face her. Yeah. And Rhea's like, yeah, I'll face you. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and and then, then we get some dubstep music. Yeah. And you know, Kaylee Ray's in the house. Yeah, Kaylee Ray comes to the stage. Uh, she says, I don't think you got a shot on Sunday. EO comes out. Uh, she snatches the mic from Kaylee Ray. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, goes in the ring, uh, starts screaming, and says she wants a title shot too. Can NXT just freaking hire evil away from New Japan so that EO can be happy? If that's the rumor we heard, if that yeah. rumor is correct. Well, and also if that's the, the, the lone source of her discontent is that... She, that She wants her hubby. Or her fiancé. Oh, okay. Is that I what they're engaged? Yeah, that's what Moro said a few weeks back. Goal. Uh, so, yeah, let's do that. Let's have that happen. He's in a pretty good spot in New Japan, though. Yeah, he'd not be. He wouldn't be in a better spot in WWE. No, but I want to see my Io Shirai on camera, so I want him to. Be, I want whatever makes all, her happy. All, no, it sounds like whatever makes you happy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I got to look up for number one, pal. I guess so. Uh, Bianca Belair comes in the ring as well. She says. Uh, I'm better than you. I'm better than you. I'm better than you. She gets her finger in Rhea Ripley's you face. You don't even go here. Yeah. That's what she <laughs> said to Tony. Yeah. She said that to Tony. I'm better than you. I'm better than you. I'm better than you. You don't even go here. Well, then she puts her <laughs> finger in Rhea's face and Rhea slaps it out. Yeah. And then, oh, you don't even go here was hilarious. Was <laughs> and then Candace comes down the ring. She doesn't have a mic, though. And Rhea's like, you want to fight, too? And Candace just kind of does a... A little shrug. Kind of, yeah. Sure. Yeah, I want to fight. Candice LeRae, man. And she's like, all right, well, uh, okay. Rhea then sucker punches Bianca. We get a brawl that breaks out in the ring. Candace had another really good character moment later on. 
after the match. Okay. Do you remember what I'm talking about? No, I don't. I'll also get to it now to mention it. So after the faces win. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. When she picks she, up the belt. Where she's about to hand read the belt. Yeah, the, sure. And then stares at it. For yeah, a no, that was good. That, that was, was really good. That was, great. that was great. Anyway, so there's a brawl that breaks out. Face to stand tall. And then really quickly, I guess the ref gets word in his earpiece. Hey, this is going to be a tag match now. Uh, there's six people out there. Let's do a six-man tag match. Let's do this a tag match. And uh, he, he wondered the, the, the announcer announced the match. And that's what happened next. Mm-hmm. So let's get to it. Holy moly, this is a good match. It was fun. Yeah, man. A lot of fun. During the pretty uh, commercial break, nearly immediately, heels have advantage through commercial break. And then as we come out of commercial, Candace hits a missile dropkick, sends Belair to her corner. She tags in Kaylee Ray. Uh, Candace with the upper hand briefly until Io distracts her. Storytelling there. Yeah, it was good stuff. Uh, can- uh, distracts Candace before she can jump off the second rope. Uh, when she does, uh, Kaylee Ray comes to, super kicks her. Heels get the upper hand again, uh, although Io accidentally knocks Bianca Belair off the apron. Keep that in mind for later on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Candace, though, eventually low bridges Bianca. She goes to uh, her, tries to get to her corner for the tag. Bianca runs around the ring to get in and Candace's corner mm. to intercept her yeah. bring her back to her corner. Uh, Kaylee Ray is back in. She hits a swanton. She goes for the pin. Tony runs in to break that up. Uh, and there's a bunch of trading of moves and everybody's laid out. Mm-hmm. We go to commercial again. We come back. Candace hits a poison rana on Kaylee Ray. Uh, Bel Air again stops Candace from getting that hot tag until she finally does to Tony Storm. Uh, she takes it to EO and uh, Kaylee Ray. Uh, EO gets the tag in. She hits uh, corner knees to Tony. Backbreaker. She goes to the top to hit a moonsault. Bianca tags herself in. Um, and, and EO is not happy about it. Yeah. Yeah. And so they kind of do some John back and forth. Bianca picks up Tony for her finish. EO hits Bianca with a springboard mm-hmm, drop. Yeah. And leaves. And that allows Tony the opportunity to go in, tag in Rhea Ripley. She hits a huge boot, uh, a, a bunch of knees, a drop kick. And a riptide all to Bianca for the win. Yeah, that was good stuff. And that's where, yeah, Candice is about to hand the belt to Rhea. She does this and just looks at it. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, fine. Yeah. And they all raise hands. Very pleasant demeanor. Nothing menacing yeah. about it. It's just, no. oh, this is oh, lovely. This is cool. Style. I wouldn't mind having this at some point. Oh, might look good on me, too. But here you go. We're chummy. Sure, Rhea. Anyways, we could be friendly for the time being. Uh, the Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. No more. No more. Tommaso Ciampa had a video package after that where he's just talking about his Goldie. He wants, he wants Goldie back. He wants Goldie he, back. He blames everything on Adam Cole. Yeah, pretty much. Bebe. He Maybe. says he's got an emptiness inside of him Yeah, well. from Adam Cole because Adam Cole took his life and he wants his life back. He should do something drastic. Say, like, I'm going to turn to drugs if I don't get that title back to fill the emptiness. I feel like that's something more that AEW would do as opposed to NXT. AEW. I mean, that's why Adam, that's why, all over the map that's why Adam Page has, is drinking now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. They, it's funny how like from the first episode to like what the seventeenth or thirteenth episode or whatever they fast forward to WCW like two thousand. I know, 
Alrighty. Alrighty. There's some good and there's some, I don't know what they're doing quite yet. There's some crazy stuff going on. I'm tempted to get that new uh, uh, hangman shirt that has been drinking one. You should. You totally should. Uh, What do you mean by that? Because I don't know. Because that's the gag on the show. You're an alcoholic. I'm not an alcoholic. You're a functioning one. Anyways, Keith Lee promo. Uh, He says, uh, no matter how many champions I have to beat, still not getting my respect around here. Yeah. So I'm going to go out and earn my title shot tonight. I think that's not true. Everybody respects you, Keith Lee. Yeah. Everybody likes him. Everybody respects him. He was in the freaking main event. Mm-hmm. You know, they give him lots of opportunities. I mean, he says, no matter how many time champions I pin, I'm still not getting the opportunity I want. Maybe that's what it was. Oh, respect man. Opportunity. oh okay. All right. It's kind of a big difference there. Yeah, I forgot what he said. The, honestly, the, the only two promos I remember out of these was uh, David Putty's. Uh-huh. Because I'm really happy that our audience is really connecting Dijakovic top-notch with David Putty. Yeah. Because it's impossible not to. I know. He's so David Putty. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll get to yeah, that in that's a bit. Right. And then, of course, Damian Priest was great, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but after that, we had a killer match. Yeah, this was really fun. Duff the Classic, baby. Man, Forgotten Sons really stepped up their game of late. Yeah, they have. They've also, like, changed the... If, look, we never did figure out. They never really told us. It's, they're, what, they're, they're essentially Sandy 2.0. They got a very particular aesthetic and packaging, and, and we get a sense of who they are. Like, all we n- learned about Sandy is, like, they like chaos. Yeah, but that's more solid than... That's what I'm saying. We, never, we haven't got a manifesto from either. We never got a manifesto from either of them. Yeah, but I always maintain, we always disagreed on this. I always maintain that with, with Sanity, no manifesto was really necessary. But uh, They're basically squatters. They're anarchist squatters, yeah. Yeah. Basically, but but I think that's what really kept them from forging or, or creating a real connection with the audience because we just like, all right, they're squatters. What was crazy to me was just how quickly it fell apart on Bane. But I think that's why. Yeah. That I think that's be. why because you never got a sense of who they really were. You you never knew who they really were. You they got were, a sense yeah, of who but they, they were. were. They were, but no, I don't think that's why. I don't I think they fell apart just because Vince didn't like, maybe Vince didn't get it. I don't know. Anyways, uh, there Forgotten wasn't much, Sons. That's the point. There wasn't much to get. Look, man, we're taking the scenic route. All I wanted to do was talk about the Forgotten Sons' new vests. Yeah, they're great. They look futuristic. And uh-huh. I was like, oh, are they futuristic motorcycle gang now? They're, no, they're, they're like NASA they're motorcycle They're futuristic gang. motorcycle gang, former military. Former military so the, But were hang, they like in the Space Force now? Who hang out in the junkyard. Were they formerly in the Space Force fighting Martians or something? That's what I want to know. I, wanted to, I need to do Wait, some fanfic on doesn't, that. Doesn't Trump want to start some Space Force? They already, yeah, they put aside money for oh, it. Oh, God. Yeah. That'll create jobs, maybe. Jobs for space people. <laughs> and, and, and in fact, I think from what I, from what I read, the Space Force idea actually predated him by quite a bit. All right. Yeah. Is what it is. I mean, for in his mind, it's probably. Oh, in his mind, it's totally his idea. <laughs> I'm gonna go rule Mars. Anyways, uh, he so probably, yeah, he watched Total Recall. Like, <laughs> we could do that. We could do that. Uh, this match was really, really. It fun, was fun. This uh, was, this was before really the match great. began, though, Imperium had a promo. Said they're looking to spread their message into 2020. Matt Sacred. Yeah. So on and so forth. It's a good message. We know what they're about. Yeah. See. The Sacred Matt. Their manifesto can be uh, distilled into. Four words. Mm-hmm. The mat is sacred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Sandy never got that. Yeah. Just give him a catchphrase. They even got a catchphrase. Yeah, but doesn't, isn't that antithetical to what they are? They're chaos. Does chaos really need a catchphrase? Um, you know, you can make it a catchphrase and, and, and make it, if you will, subtle. You have to put it on shirts. The way Eric Young always presented himself, I feel like their catchphrase would be, bleh, bleh, you know? All right, fine. This seems like, <laughs> how do you even spell what like I Like their said? catchphrase was like their entrance. Yeah. And when I got the main, they ruined that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, 
Yeah, that was a weird. That was that was weird. Sanity was weird when they came up to Maine. I, feel, I always felt like Sandy Nikki. was more of a good idea that never really crystallized in practice. Because I never, like I said, we didn't. We got a sense of who they were. But we never really found out who they were. Yeah, I feel you. I like the. I do like the explanation. I think it was Triple H or somebody gave an explanation for Sanity and what happened to them. Yeah. And I think he kayfaped it. I think it was one of those conference calls or something like that or an interview. And he said, "Yeah, once they got to Maine, they just fell apart as a group." And I was like, "Did you just kayfabe that?" <laughs> <laughs> like because it makes sense. Yeah, it does. Make like sense. they shouldn't. There's what the way they acted. They should never have been a cohesive unit. No. Like they're together, but then it could fall apart just like that. Yeah. I mean, I guess if they were squatters and squatting at NXT once they got the call up to Maine, no reason to squat anymore. I mean that you're making can, main roster. No, money. you're and it makes total sense because look, Nikki Cross. She's all like, you know, dressed up now. She looks a lot less dirty than she did yeah, before. Yeah. Uh, same with, uh, I mean, Alexander Wolf. Yeah. He landed, you know, he's looking he's great in a tracksuit. Track and and, then, and uh, Eric Kill- Young looks like a, a young professional. I know. And Killian Day, and even he, he's cleaned up a bit. Yeah. So, yeah. No, yeah. I, I get you. I get you. I think you have, you're, you're on to something there. They got the paycheck and they're like, whoa, all this money. I know. Anyways, uh, <clears throat> so yeah, they uh, do that promo. And then uh, and the match uh, starts happening. Yeah, it was great. It was fun. It was a ton of fun. Um, towards the end, uh, Eichner's going for a moon. So- Eichner had like one of, had like a Richard Hamilton mask on. Did you notice that for the first half of the match? Wait, who? What? Eichner. Yeah, he had a mask on. Not a mascaris, but he had like a ma- like a Richard Hamilton thing. Oh my god, I did not notice. That. Really? Yeah, because it was dark. It wasn't like a see through one. It was dark. Jeez, man. And then towards the end, it came off. And then he does this spot where he goes for the moonsault. And Wesley Blake gets his feet up or his knees up. Mm-hmm. And so Eichner basically land. I assume he had like a broken nose or some sort oh, of oral bone injury. Yeah. That's usually why you, or cheekbone. That's why yeah, you have to wear yeah, those yeah, things. Yeah. And so he land essentially face first. Gee, I have no idea why I didn't match. notice that. That's bizarre. Because he didn't wear it during his entrance. When the yeah. match starts, he started to put it on. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh Eichner goes for the moonsault. Blake gets his knees up. Uh, and then Blake goes for a lion's salt on Marcel Bartel. Bartel gets his feet up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and then Bartel, this was great. Bartel tosses Blake to Eichner. He catches him, stalling suplex. He's holding up there forever. Yeah. Hits it, gets a two count. Uh, several times you, you, you figure, all right, forgotten sons, they're done for. And they found a way to get out of a loss. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, uh, at one point, Forgotten Sons hit the super super kick fisherman plex combo. Eichner breaks it up by hitting a top rope crossbody onto Cutler, and that pushes Cutler into Blake, mm-hmm. breaking up the pin. There's a couple of really creative uh, pinfall breakups in this, this show in the main yeah. event. No one, yeah. Dijak was great. Um, uh, Imperium goes for their finish. Uh, Wesley Blake escapes, sends Marcel Bartel ringside. Uh, Forgotten Sons go for their finisher, but then Bartel breaks that up. And that allows Imperium to hit their finish for the win. It was a really fun match. A lot of great back and forth, fast pace. It was like eight to ten minutes, but never let up. And there was no, so much it was great. Creativity was, yeah. in the eight to ten minutes. It was fantastic. This and the the other Dustin mm-hmm. Classic match was mm-hmm. really good. They did a good job of booking Gallus pretty dang strong in that second match, too. Um, I am putting for the live crowd the Patreon QA thread oh. for uh for Patreon. So there you go. There you go. Somebody who reminded me of this. Somebody said it in all caps. Uh, Jonah Smith, thanks for the reminder. Totally blanked on that one. There's a lot going on. Uh, yeah. I, no, we were talking about it beforehand. Like, 
We're both kind of on Wrestle Kingdom time still. I'm like recovering from Wrestle Kingdom. And we ran Kingdom. out of coffee. This is like both our first cup of coffee for the day. Yeah, at home, I both of us ran out of coffee. So that was weird. Uh, so anyways, this is great. Matt Riddle had an interview afterwards where he explains uh, the, the deep uh, process of tagging with Pete Dunne. He said, hey, Pete Dunne. I uh, don't know you very well. I don't know you very well, but I'm the bro. You're, You're the, the bruise weight. We should be the bros or weights. And he gave me the, the Dunn special. And I gave him the bro special. <laughs> and then there we are. And then the bros or weights were born. <laughs> that was amazing. And it was great. And they piped in some of the crowd audio so you can hear them laugh as it they were watching it It almost sounded like sitcom canned I laughter. I know. Because at every great. punchline, it was like, ah, ha, ha. I know. It was pretty great. But, oh, my God. I was, I was laughing, man. That was awesome. That was great. It was really good. Uh, after that, we had Austin Theory versus Joaquin Wild. We talked a little bit about Joaquin Wild's lack of LEDs, which kind of he really me. hasn't had that since he's come to NXT. That was a TNA thing. No, he did. Remember in the in the, in the oh, breakout yeah. tournament oh, match? He did. Yeah, it was like it was like a lot too. It was like all over his helmet and all over his body, or he had the big vest or something like that. That's why I was so surprised that he didn't have it here. It was weird. Yeah, he didn't have his bummer. Yeah, he had the weird helmet thing. Yeah. Um, I saw a tweet from him not too long ago. Uh-huh. I think it was at the turn of the year where he said something like, uh, in 2010, he had his first tryout for WWE wow. uh, and he was rejected. He got rejected like four times after mm-hmm. that throughout the decade mm-hmm. until finally 2019, like yeah. he got in. So perseverance, yep. man. Perseverance. Pays off, man. Yeah, he, had a, he had a pretty serious health scare at one point. Too. He did, yeah. He almost died in Mexico mm-hmm. from... Uh, he had some sort of injury in the ring. Yeah, he had an injury in the ring. It I was, want to say it's a ruptured spleen, but I feel, I feel yeah, like it was, no, no, no. It was I think worse it was that. than that. I think it was something like It was something really scary like yeah. that. Yeah. So, uh, but anyways, what do you think of... Uh, of uh, what did you think of this match? I... <clears throat> I thought I think Joaquin Wilde's really good. Austin Theory, he's only 22 years yeah, old. Yeah, he's super young. And it's funny because I'm so used to NXT getting guys who are who have like tons of experience. Yeah. And Austin Theory comes off to me right now as a guy who's going to be really super good and like at like 32. Yeah, I know. Because his moves I'll put it this way, he knows all of his move set exactly the way it should be. But there, you don't get the sense of improv from him mm-hmm. that you see from the older guys. Yeah. Or even guys like it. What what it really did for me was illustrate just how crazy good two people of the same age, around the same age, Rhea Ripley and Tyler Bate, yeah. around the same age, they both wrestle like they're well into their 30s. Yeah, I know. Um, and this kid is really good. He's very athletic, He's obviously. He's got all the tools. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got all the tools. It's just kind of surprising to see somebody so young in terms of their in-ring work as well. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. he's not... He's not I wouldn't call him green in the ring. No. But he's just, he's like almost too crisp sometimes. Yeah, I know. You know? Yeah. That's, no, that was sort of my takeaway. I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. I can yeah. see that. But it was a fun match. It was fun. I mean, yeah. it, 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 and I don't necessarily mean this as, 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 uh, uh, yeah, I'm not trying to dog the guy. Exactly. Pejoratively. Yeah. Um, but goddamn, Tyler Bates good. And he's so, he young. is really good. <laughs> I know. Here's the thing like, uh, uh, you watch a Tyler Bate match, nothing about it feels choreographed per se. Yes. No, you're, yeah. And this yeah. felt, a bit more choreographed. It does, yeah. Like, all right, I got to. This is my next, my next uh, mark for my next move. That kind of stuff. Yeah. And granted, it's a four-minute match that you know, you know, Austin Theory's going to win, mm-hmm. and his TKO looks great. Mm-hmm. He gets some. He you know the way he jumps before he drops mm-hmm. his opponent. It looks great. 
you know, his offense looks good. He's really athletic. But yeah, there's there's an experience factor. Yeah, you know, some people like, but Tyler Bates probably been, already been wrestling for eight years. Oh, I know, if not longer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. Those guys start when they're like in, you and know, I don't know when Rhea Ripley started training, but some people just just get it you probably know, immediately. The same, yeah. You know, and also like with Tyler Bate, like being around other guys who have been doing like. Being around Trent Seven, who's been doing it for twenty something years, probably yeah. is a huge benefit. Who knows yeah. if Austin Theory has had that kind of mentor? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but man, Tyler Bates really good. Tyler Bates is really that, good. That Jordan Devlin match, he's got a match against Jordan Devlin this weekend. I think. Yeah. Oh my God, that's, that's gonna, gonna be, be off. off the hook. That's gonna be off the hook, man. Good lord, that's gonna be good stuff. He ruptured. Uh, Jimmy Thomas is wild. The ruptured wow. his colon. Wow. Yeah, that's bad news. Ouch. Yeesh. Wow. Man, yeah, no, Austin tough. Theory comes off like I was just, when I was looking at him, I was like, he looks like a like a decent creator wrestler. Mm-hmm. He look, he still had a uh, 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 indie trunks, indie pants. Yeah, yeah, totally evolved pants. Mm-hmm. Where David Starr says they don't pay people. <laughs> Apparently, uh, what's it? Darby Allen says the same thing. Yeah, no, he's not, uh, Darby Allen is not a fan of Evolve. He's not a fan. Of, do you work with Evolve? Yeah, sometimes you tell them to go. go. I know. <laughs> to go f off. Uh, after that match, oh, uh, Austin Theory won with his uh, TKO. He yeah. got some serious air on that. Yeah, he did. Uh, got Damian Priest promo, so he's in his his dressing room with a couple of women. Got some honeys with him, um, and they're helping him put his vest on. That's that's like he bought from the Scott Hall clearance sale. <laughs> no, you know what, man? I'm gonna give props because it was like a cool futuristic version of that. I know, and it wasn't because Scott Hall's was like just cloth. It was like cotton, you know. It was like well, so he had a leather one at one point. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But you know, the, the you know initially it was it was in the Outsiders days it was black with the red on on the shoulders it looked like it was dripping blood and sometimes he would have like white that was in the WWE days i think when he moved to the WWE, uh post wcw oh i thought there were some some bits in wcw he had, he it was like white but it was like he hadn't washed it so it like was off it was like yeah dirty yeah, white. yeah and that yeah. was on the trunks too yeah 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 i feel like that was more i could be wrong um and it looked like that, but it was gray, uh-huh. like gunmetal gray. On, yeah, it was gunmetals, like almost black. Pewter, yeah. yeah, so yeah. it looked really cool. It looked really cool, and it was a great shout out. Yeah, I thought obviously, that was, because obviously, does he use he, the he does Razor's Edge yeah. too? Yeah. So obviously, he's a big Scott Hall fan. He maybe he'd like the show because we got Scott Hall now in our news briefing. Yeah, man. There you go. How do you not like Scott Hall? Everybody should love Scott Hall, yeah. unless you're like Shane Douglas. I can understand why Shane Douglas might not. Yeah, like me him. too. They always, he talks shit about him. Um, but apparently, Shane Douglas was cool as Kevin Nash. Like everybody's cool with Kevin Nash. Well, he seems like a swell guy. Yeah, no. Scott Hall seemed kind of like a mess. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But as a wrestler, he's fantastic. Oh, my God. He's great. He's a great storyteller, too. He's a terrific storyteller. Um, and you'd want him on your side, for sure. Obviously. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, uh, yeah, he was like, winning the North America Championship. Hmm. It, uh, this could really uh, make my name live on, infamously. That's how you become infamous. That's how you become infamous. Yeah, and he gives like the girl his jacket, and, and you know, she puts it on him, and says, <laughs> "Yeah, but oh, becoming number one contender is how you become infamous. But if you win the North American title, that's how you live forever." <laughs> like he he had to get every little bit of his <laughs> his five little words involved in his character into this one little promo. Right, he had to get Archer infamy live forever. Yeah, somehow he did it. Yeah, <laughs> he accomplished that goal. And then one of the girls like, "Do you want a donut, Damian Priest?" Uh, uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. Would you like a, a, a pre-match glass of champagne to celebrate? <laughs> uh, no, I probably should. No, thank Pro- you. Oh uh, wait, maybe. Uh, no, I shouldn't. <laughs> After that, we had another opening round match in the Dusty Classic. 
Undisputed Era. This is a dream match. Team, team, uh, tag team champion versus tag team champion. Undisputed Era versus Gallus. I was kind of open, and I was kind of, I was wondering, man. Well, number one, uh, everybody else is able to make it. Where's Joe Coffey? They had, Undisputed Era had Adam Cole and Roderick Strong at ringside. Where's freaking Joe Coffey maybe, to help out his maybe, guys? Maybe he's just sitting at home doing this. <laughs> I don't know. He's sitting at, in the pub yeah. drinking coffee or drinking tea or whatever. Yes. Yeah, I guess it's tea, huh? Yeah, I don't know why. He has a match at uh, TakeOver. Yeah, that's like. Against Walter, right? All my confidence points are going on that match for Walter to win. Are we actually doing predictions? We should probably do that today if that's the case. We can do some low-level predictions. All right. Like nothing's on the line. Nothing can be on the line. No, I have the, I have the interim title over there. There's no interim title. Yeah, there we is. We don't do interim. We both hate interim titles. No, I have a problem with interim titles, especially when someone takes the title that I won. I got to check my email later, see if the police ever got back to me you about never Big filed, Red. You never filed a police report. I have an interim title. I'm fine with that until uh, you, you see your, whatever. I'm going to get into it. Anyways, why don't you talk about this match? Do we yeah. do good? So early on, Gallus has even, they did a good job of, of booking Gallus strong. And yeah. It, you know, pretty much just took uh, interference from Adam Cole for uh, Undisputed Air to get the win. Uh, Gallus has the advantage early. Um, uh, Adam Cole and Roderick Strong are up on the ace apron trying to distract Wolfgang. Um, and that kind of works because uh, Undisputed Era does get the upper hand until Mark Coffey, uh, Irish whips Kevin, uh, or Kevin Owens, Kyle O'Reilly into the corner. And he does it again, uh, Bret Hart style, mm-hmm. where he runs into the turnbuckles chest first. Yeah. Uh, those guys don't knock the wind out of him whenever they do that. No kidding. They're professionals, that's why. Wolfgang comes in. Twice Wolfgang gets that hot tag and clears the ring out. Yeah. Book strong Wolfgang is. Uh, we go to commercial, we come back, Undisputed Era. Now they have the advantage. They're isolating Wolfgang. Uh, uh, O'Reilly puts Wolfgang in a heel hook. Uh, Fish tries to go around and keep Coffee out of the ring. That doesn't work. <laughs> that fails miserably. Yeah. Uh, Coffee gets the tag in. He clears outs. Clobbers Cole off the apron. Uh, drops Kyle O'Reilly with a half Nelson suplex. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. 
or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Uh, gets a two count. Um, O'Reilly tags Fish in. They hit a bunch of kicks. Get a two and then uh, O'Reilly accidentally boots Bobby Fish off the apron. He takes a belly to belly. Sorry, belly to back from Mark Coffey. Wolfgang in. He again uh, clears house, and they hit a slingshot Samoan drop. Uh, Bob Fish in to break up that pinfall. Uh, Gala sends uh, Fish and O'Reilly ringside, and then Wolfgang tosses uh, Mark Coffey over the top rope. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roderick Strong takes the brunt of that. Mm-hmm. Everybody else gets out of the way. Uh, so Cole's over there. Uh, he and Sagiri's Wolfgang, and that allows Undisputed Era to hit total elimination to get the win. I'm a huge fan of the Undisputed Era, but I was really pulling for uh, Gallus in this one. Yeah. Uh, Still pretty surprised they had a first-round matchup of champions. Yeah, yeah. But I guess if they don't want Gallus to advance, mm-hmm. then it wouldn't make any sense for you know, like a lower level team in NXT to beat them. Mm-hmm. You know, they're supposed to be your champions. So yeah. Yeah. Well, who knows? Uh, after that, we got a video package for the South Wales subculture. They're going to be taking on, uh, bro, the bro, the Roserweights. Roserweights. Right? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Andrews and Webster, you're taking an L. Yeah, probably. So that match, uh, is it a four way triple threat? Is Imperium the tag match at Blackpool? Uh, oh, I don't know. Is it Imperium Grizzled Young Veterans? The is, them is it, is and, it in Gallus? Uh, and Gallus. Is it a ladder match? Oh, that I don't know. I don't remember, I haven't watched uh, UK in a while. Yeah, I know. I keep on meaning to watch it, but it's one of those things that just falls off my radar. My uh, radar. Next, we had a Johnny Gargano <laughs> promo, um, and he goes on about how uh, Finn, you say your future is your past. Well, why don't you retrace your steps and come back here, face off against me? Um, and Johnny says, "Hey, I remember in 2016." Ladder match. It yeah. is a ladder match, yeah. So in twenty sixteen you got that call to go up to the main roster. You couldn't wait to get out of NXT. Yeah. You're saying that you're Mr. NXT. You're just you just want to see Trent Seven versus Eddie Dennis. That's gonna be a killer yeah, match. Yeah, Trent Seven's gonna lose to Eddie Dennis. Well, yeah. That's okay. Trent Seven's like a million years old. He's like literally our age. I know, but he's still great. Younger. No, he's terrific, but come on, you know his role now. He's great. Look at freaking Eddie Dennis mm-hmm. right there. He's going to be um, champion, man. No. He's going to take that title off all time. No, he's not. He'll be the first, like, mid-level. They need to get a mid-belt for them. No, Jordan Devlin should be the first mid-card champion. Jordan Devlin should take that title off all time. I agree, but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Um, Joe Coffey will not be champion. No. <laughs> that'll be a good match, though. Yeah, that'll be a great oh, match. That's another match you watch. Just don't like. go to the top rope for anything, yeah. please. Don't do that. It's not yeah. how that worked with Pete Dunne. Yeah, no. Joe Coffey's like the least stable person. On the top rope. <laughs> on the know. top rope. Um, so, yeah, Fit, uh, Johnny says, yeah, Finn, you got that call in 2016. It called up. You couldn't wait to get out of here. You say how much you love NXT and NXT is in your blood, and you're mm-hmm. you're the, the flag bearer of NXT. 
you couldn't wait to get out of here. Yeah. Meanwhile, Johnny, I got that same call in August, and I told him to get lost. I wanted to stay in NXT. Um, and Johnny says, "Was that weird? Was that weird anti call up? Was that like in August? No, it was well before that. Oh, okay, so he's just he's just yeah. saying that yeah. happened. Okay. <clears throat> and then Johnny says, "It eats Finn alive. NXT doesn't need him around to succeed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, that brings Balor out. Out. He says, "Congratulations, Johnny, on your promo. Hell of a promo. Uh, but might as well just call you Johnny promo because that's the only thing doctors have cleared you to do yeah. after I dropped you on your head." Yeah, I do love. I, I forget if you mentioned this, but when Johnny Johnny mentioned the smiling Finn stuff, the extraordinary man. Oh yeah, yeah, I love that. Was great. Yeah, that was great. Uh, and then Finn says, "NXT is his chessboard." Uh, it says, "Johnny, you are soft. Um, you're crying out there about not being at a takeover." Mm-hmm. Wah. Mm-hmm. Uh, says, uh, Johnny, I'll give you a moment to take over in Portland if you make it that far. Ooh. He's going to, he watched the Irishman. He's going to blow up his boat or car or I something. Yeah, man. What's that? Well, this is, dude, it's like a five hour movie. It's like one bit where like people are intimidating each other by blowing up each other's stuff. That seems like to be like a kind of a bit of a story beat there. That it's not. It's really out. not. It's within the context of the rest of it, there's no, man. There's like three story beats in a five-hour movie. <laughs> uh, let's see here. And then Cameron Grimes promo. He's uh, kind of manically walking around backstage, uh, seemingly like, uh, I'm going to be North American champion. I'm going to win this match to be North American champion. Mm-hmm. And then we get a grizzled young veterans video package. Yeah. Again, bummed out. I didn't see this part. I think I stepped out of the... I, I saw the one the time splitters thing happened. Okay, so there was a Gam- Cameron Grimes promo commercial break, and then out of the commercial break was the Grizzled Young Veterans. Was it awesome because uh, my favorite Zach Gibson was in it? It's short. Mm. How much Zach Gibson was there? I mean, he did some talking. Did he do all the talking? And the other well, guy for his did team, yeah. No, of course, because James Drake never talks. <laughs> he never talks. He uh, nods. And then we had the uh, Time Splitters reunion announcement for the Dusty Classic. That's rad. That'll be cool. That's so cool. And then uh, Mia Yim versus Caden Carter was next. This is a fun match. They're... Caden Carter, like match by match, is getting a bit more of her offense in. Yeah, yeah, she's really good. <laughs> but when you're when you're in a company that's just stacked, you could be as talented as Caden Carter, but holy crap, it's gonna be a while before mm-hmm. you know. Uh, early on, Mia Yim catches a, a Rana attempt from Caden, hits power bomb, gets a two count, and uh, at one point, Mia Yim's kind of against the ropes. And Caden Carter runs towards her and gives her this great like face wash kick, mm-hmm. and that Mia sold incredibly because she's yeah. like half her body's hanging out of the ring. Yeah, that, that was, was good. great. She that really, was really sold good. it. Uh, finish saw Carter jump off the top rope. Mia hits her with protect your neck for the win. Um, after the match, Mia helps Caden Carter up, and then Chelsea Green comes in the ring, lays them both out from behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Stone, Robert Stone brand, Robert Stone brand uh, has a promo. Says 2020 is going to be a year of Robert Stone brand. And here's my first free agent signing, Chelsea Green. That was kind of interesting because Chelsea Green was on main event. She had a match against Sarah Logan. And she was on Raw against. uh, And then she was on Raw, of course. But on main event, they were making it sound like she was uh, like a Raw superstar. Hmm. But. uh, Change of plans, I suppose. Change of plans or miscommunication. Who knows? Or maybe they just wanted this to be like a surprise thing. But she, the way she was acting, she felt very. She, it feels like she's very much in NXT. Yes, that's what it felt like yes. last night as a foundational piece for Robert, Robert Stone, Stone brand, brand. <laughs> which is pretty great. Uh, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see who else uh, becomes the next member of 
Robert Stone brand. Correct. Uh, after yeah. that, DiJack promo. Do we have 30 minutes to talk about this? I don't it was so. like a minute long. And he was like doing putty lines <laughs> while throwing elbows in between each other. He sentence. was pacing back and forth. That little jacket of his is the goofiest thing. He's so goofy. Everything about him is goofy. Yeah, but God damn it, I love to watch him wrestle. He's so much fun to watch he is wrestle. Good. He is good. So yeah, he was like, yeah, tell my family I'm going to get that North American title. Yeah, so uh, we yeah. go out there. Nine months ago, I told my family to get in tell. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to go do that. Then, uh, yeah. Then we'll get some Arby's afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like an Arby's night. <laughs> <laughs> so I told my family that. And then I looked at the eight ball. Eight ball says, all odds look good. <laughs> Anyways, uh, after that, there was another Champa promo where he's still yapping about his dumb title. Uh, and then uh, next week, there will be a battle royal for the number one contendership for the women's title. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, you look at that lineup, it shows stacked. like the card. It's stacked because they even have like Shotzi Blackhearts in there, Chelsea Green is in there, but then all the standard, you know, all the people who are waiting in line basically for yeah. that. So uh, that should be that should be fun. I love stacked. battle royals. I know it's gonna be great. I'll watch that. Uh, and then we had our main event. Damian Priest versus Dominic Dijakovic versus Cameron Grimes versus Keith Lee. Great match, man. Holy crap. And it was funny because it was during this, and it's not just the – they do this every week now. It's starting to get kind of old. The uh, the uh, the Keith Lee oh, the, yeah, rising the, into frame. Yeah, no. The gifable, memeable stuff, which is fine. I like it. I'm not going to complain about it. But uh, in general <clears> – It's a bit ham-fisted to force it into every week's show. Yeah, it is. But that being said, the TV direction on NXT, like this match made me realize just how damn good it is because mm-hmm. everything is framed perfectly for the story being told. And it was illustrated most towards the end when uh, Dijakovic booted the, uh, oh, yeah, the yeah, pin yeah. attempt yeah, that was great. from the outside because I was like, man, he's out. Damian Priest about to win this thing. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you see this big boot know, come to frame and they did it. Something the cameraman had to be over here to watch it happen. It was a surprise. Yeah. And I love that they do that. It's yeah, so well done. I know, me too. That was great. Completely unexpected. Yeah. Uh, so early on, uh, Keith Lee and uh, Dijakovic are kind of teaming up to start. Uh, they both try to hit their finishers. Uh, Priest and Grimes escape. Uh, Lee and Dijak take them out. They square off. Uh, some back and forth ends in a stalemate. And they're like, yeah, we're pretty good. Grimes and Priest back in. They attack him. So Dijakovic tosses Damian Priest. Uh, Lee catches him. Power bomb type position, uh-huh. and then he starts swinging Damian Priest around as a weapon to knock out to knock down Dijakovic and Grimes, and then he power bombs Damian Priest and Dijakovic's back. This whole match was it was a showcase uh, to, 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 to show off all the incredible things that Keith Lee. Pretty did. much, yeah, yeah. Just in case you need a reminder, because everybody else, it was basically everybody fighting Keith Lee. Pretty much, wasn't it? Like I mean, every once in a while he'd be taken out of the match, but like nobody really got much of a spotlight. Be on a couple moves here and there, mm-hmm. and, but Keith Lee was all over it. Yeah, he was fully in the spotlight. Uh, so Dijakovic and Grimes, they're ringside, and they're kind of teaming up uh, to take on Keith Lee, uh, dropping him with strikes. He eventually powers out, though, and he kind of tosses them aside. And then Priest is going for that step-up tope, mm-hmm. and Keith Lee, like, he's up, he sees it, and he says, come on, yeah. do it. Yeah. Priest puts on the brakes, uh, and then Grimes from behind hits Keith Lee. Uh, Dijakovic joins in. Priest does hit that uh, step-up tope, lays everybody out. Um, we're back in the ring. Uh, Lee hits like this great deadlift superplex on Damian Priest. It was like what Cesaro does all the time. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. And yeah. then Dijak follows immediately with a moonsault to Lee's back. Mm-hmm. That gets him a two count. Uh, 
Um, Grimes is back in. He hit some kicks on Dijak. Uh, Dijakovic, sorry. German suplex that earns him a two. Uh, Priest hits a Frankensteiner on Grimes, but Lee catches him. Again, powerbomb position. Uh, Dijak grabs Grimes from Lee, hits Feast Your Eyes, but then Lee pounces him out of the ring. Priest comes up from behind Lee, hits a Reckoning, goes for the cover, and that's when Dijak's giant foot comes in the frame to boot Damian Priest off the cover. That was great. <laughs> that thing is like, that damn leg is like 10 feet long, it's man. It's huge. It's crazy. He's got like a size 16 shoe, too. Yeah. So Dijak, Dijak, Dijakovic and Priest, they're squaring off. They hit some boots at the same time. Uh, they're kind of on their knees. They reach out, grab each other by the throat, looking for choke slams. And that's when Keith Lee emerges from behind them. Mm-hmm. He grabs them both, choke slams both of them. He goes for a tope, but then Cameron Grimes catches him for that. I don't know if it's a shooting star press or moonsault type slam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Power slam that gets him a two count. And then Grimes takes out Priest with the moonsault ringside. And then he gets on the apron, hits a cave-in. On Dijak. On the apron. On the that apron. Was awesome. Goes to the top, tries to do a top rope move to Keith Lee. Lee hits him with double chops. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, Keith Lee spirit bombs Cameron Grimes, pins him, become new number one contender for the North American spots title. were there with, where Keith Lee caught a guy in powerbomb position? I know there was the one with Cameron Grimes. Two. two. And then wasn't there a Damian Priest yes. one also? Yes. I love that stuff. Like, it's, I cannot fathom how difficult that is to do. Oh, it's got to be incredibly difficult. Right? Man crazy good stuff it was awesome yeah boy boy oh boy awesome 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 all right let's see here i'm gonna take to the discord first first oh we got a new channel member josh parks welcome welcome josh parks Uh, you get access to all the bonus content if you're a youtube channel member so if you don't if you have some objection to joining on the patreon but you're all about the youtubes uh, you get yeah, you get uh, access. You to get all the perks, the same content. perks that five dollar patrons receive, I believe. Pretty much. Uh, Joshua Martinez says, "So effing glad that Gargano versus Finn is at Portland. Already looking forward to it." Joshua Martinez is going to be uh, there in person. Um, I know, I know. We should go to Portland. I'd love to go to Portland. Alex Foster. Oh wow, he says, "What tag teams would you make out of the Florida Loop people?" Uh, is the really tall guy fighting on the Florida loop yet? I thought he was. So like him and Kona Reeves and Kona Reeves always acts like he's taller than the really tall guy. That's good. That's the best idea I have. It's the only one I'm going to give. Who else is? Oh, give me a Dexter Loomis. Oh man. Yeah. And Bronson Reed is a tag. Oh, that's good. But you got to I feel like you got to rebook Bronson Reed bit, yeah. to be like, I don't know, some sort of uh, I want I want them to be like the NXT equivalent of Travolta and Samuel Jackson in Pulp Fiction. All right. I could see that maybe. Yeah, that could be good. Uh, Nikhil on AEW. Anyone see MJF jerking during DDP's promo? Was he doing this or something? Oh, Just give him the jerk sign. He tweeted during it. Was he like literally drunk? I didn't notice his hands down his pants. I didn't notice anything going on down there. That'd be pretty pretty obvious. He did tweet, when is this old fart going to shut up? Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Ryan Luckman, good idea for post-show today. Fantasy book AEW or NXT in 2020. We haven't talked about what we're going to do for... uh, I think we should start Thursday post-show. Should just be uh, who won Wednesday. Yes, I had the same thought because I love that theme, like the slow down theme that I did in the graphic. Man, we're on the same page. I love it. Good. Uh, DKC returns. How baggy were your pants jeans in the 90s? Fairly. I wore my clothes a lot more, a lot looser in the 90s than I do currently. That's kind of the thing. You wore baggier stuff. 
Yeah, like I never, I never did like a SAG. No, thing. I never did that either. I never did that. Like that's when that started. Yeah, uh, I never did a SAG. But yeah, I mean, your jeans were generally baggy back then. That was the style. If mm-hmm. you had like tight jeans, you were kind of weird. You know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, Jonathan has a video clip from something that is involving the showdown or collider or something. Because I see Christian Harloff there. Oh, okay. And he said they said you can do a wrestling trivia. So we'll have to look at that All right. when we're done here. We're going to get now. destroyed if it's a wrestling trivia thing. Depending on who it's against. Well, depending on kind of like the period of time, too. I don't I feel like I. So if it's movie trivia, I feel like we're not going to do great because they can get really obscure. Wrestling trivia, I think against. Okay, against who else would we. Oh, I don't know. Like, like Brian Zane would destroy us. Brian Zane would murder us. Yeah. But, I mean, if, you know, otherwise. I think we could probably take like JD. We could take Cronin. Yeah, maybe. I think there's a lot of people we could probably take in in the community. Maybe you know. Yeah. Not Dave Meltzer. No. <laughs> we would get murdered. No. Just murdered. He would yeah. be doling out names. We have no. Yeah. That's the guy who should be coming up with the questions. Yeah. Him or Cornette or something like that. Yeah. Because um, those guys like have deep knowledge. They know their stuff. But uh, I don't know. I feel like if it's something like on the Schmodown, I think that we would be. Probably top contenders if there is a Schmodown esque wrestling thing. I don't know. I'm pessimistic about our chances. Nick C, you can't wait for the day, de- de- the debut of the Broser Weights. Oh, I can't wait for that. Gonna be to great. see those guys interact, oh, it's going to be know. great. Uh, let's see here. Greg Morris, use your Nostradamus abilities and predict what you think will be NXT feud of the year. Oh, I mean, the early odds. Got tea leaves over here. It's got to be Keith Lee versus Adam Cole, baby, whenever that does happen, because it will happen. Uh, let's see here. Boy, it's difficult to see who like Rhea Ripley is going to have as like a challenger as like a, like a legit challenger. Yeah, man. Oh man. I don't, I'm going to say this. So if we're saying UK is under the umbrella, I'm going to say Walter versus Jordan Devlin. Oh yeah. I think Devlin's going to come out on top again on this, in this Tyler Bate match. Uh, yeah. But they need to wait till like the end of the year to do it, like really build up yes, Devlin. Yes, exactly. Uh, Rich Harsty says, "Got my tickets for NXT Portland two jacked." Oh, cool! You got you need to take a picture with uh, Josh Martinez, Ryan Luckman. You guys are given the power to rewrite the wrestling universe. What will you change about the wrestling past? Change well, there's so much. Well, I mean, I guess like take if you take like unfortunate deaths out of it because that's kind of dark, isn't it? Like obviously it's like save Owen, yeah, you know, yeah, save Eddie, save Benoit's family. I mean, there's a ton of dead wrestlers. Uh, I guess you limit to say booking decisions or something like that. Okay, don't have a Stone Cold turn heel. I still maintain the most entertaining decision because we've had this question before. The most entertaining decision I would make is I would go find Brett. And I would warn him about the Montreal screw job. I would like to know how Brett would, would, would how he would react knowing yeah. what the exact sequence of events was supposed to be. Yeah. But he still goes out to the ring that night. Yeah. How, what would he and do? Doles out his own form of justice. <laughs> he would probably do. Sean would be screwed. Yeah, he would. He would be screwed. He'd have a new entry on he where to put, shoot moments in the ring. Yeah, he would put he he would put him in a sharpshooter and le, and like le, make it legit. Yeah, you know he'd yeah. make that dude actually tap out. Yeah. 
Oh. Uh, Andrew Jocelyn, <clears throat> Dijakovic's promo was killing me. I hate you guys. I want Arby's now. Imagine Dijakovic and Priest in a sitcom. I think that'd be great. Yeah, I'd love it. I'd love it. That'd be great. You want to go out partying with me, Chris? <laughs> Chris. <laughs> Let's see what Magic 8-Ball says. <laughs> Stay inside. Arby's night. Arby's night. Have you tried uh, Postmates? They bring you Arby's. Uh, Wolfpack for life. People always talk about the worst booked uh, NXT stars on Raw or SmackDown, but who's the worst booked indie stars ever in NXT? Indie stars in NXT? Like people who just came in for a second? I'd say peop- like uh, anybody who's coming into NXT and like creatively they completely dropped the ball on them. Mm. You know, I was bummed out because like when Austin Theory's Tron was happening... For a second, I was like, wait a second, is this going to be Dexter Loomis? And then it wasn't. It wasn't Austin Theory. I'm sure there's an answer, but it's not coming to me quite yet. Oh, eh, I mean, injuries played a large part of it, but Kenta. Oh, for sure, yeah. Yeah, I still kind of wonder. I The thing about Kenta is that I'm not optimistic that they ever would have figured him out. Mm-hmm. But you can't dismiss the injuries. He got injured like a bunch there. Yeah, he did. Uh, Mike Fiend, Robert Stone managed a tag team of Mathan, Riddick Moss. Yeah, the outliers. Mm. At a live event I went to, do you think, do y'all think that will work on TV? I don't know if they're going to stay in UK for a while. Yeah, and if they are, I mean, they already took a loss in UK. Uh, D Minor, who needs more airtime on NXT TV? Dexter Loomis. Mm hmm. He needs to get on TV, man. Yeah, man. Uh, Prince C. Ross got a lot of good comments on the Friendo Club shirt last night. Too good, oh, me, brother. Oh, nice. Very cool. I put I put your picture on our Instagram stories. You can follow the Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. If you guys send us pictures of the Friendo Club shirt or any mm-hmm. of our shirts, or if you guys just at shows doing the Too Good or the Too Sweet or whatever, and we get them on Twitter or whatever, uh, we'll put them up on our Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. Unless you don't want us to, and yeah. just let us know. Just, you let us know, just yeah. don't send us the picture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Ollie B, what's Bartel's ceiling in XTWB other than Walter? He's probably the guy in Imperium with the singles future. Agreed 100%. Marcel Bartel's great. He is terrific. He's probably the best promo in all of Imperium. Yeah. Um, he's great in the ring. Oh, Alexander Wolf's voice. Yeah, his voice is good, too. Yeah, he's got a great look to him. Mm-hmm. He is terrific. How old is he? He's only 29. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, his he's got good is, size. What six three two twenty? Yeah, man. Yeah, sky's the limit for his him. His ceiling is huge. Yep, huge. Uh, Anthony F content. Hey, yo, friendos. I'm curious about Rhea's reign as champion. Whether she should have another standard long run like Oscar Shayna did, or if a little bit of hot potatoing would be better to keep her fresh. It'd be nice to see EO or someone else take it for a bit before dropping it back. Also, Steve, glad Floor Lights is back. Me too. That's kind of what they typically kind of do, though, I feel like, is they have a long run and then they kind of pass around a little bit. Because mm-hmm. when Oscar vacated, Ember had it for a, bit, a spell. The key, but then I guess Shayna got it right away, but then she dropped the Kyrie and got it back. The key to the hot potato is keeping the intensity over it yeah. up. Yeah. So if she loses it, it's got to be kind of in shock fashion. Yes. And then the next episode, she needs to be ripping everything up, trying mm-hmm. to figure out a way to mm-hmm. get it back. Mm-hmm. You have to keep that because that's how it worked. I mean, the best example is when, you know, Austin only had it for three months when mm-hmm. he first won it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, I don't know, it was on Kane or somebody like that. And But it was Austin was just, like, wreaking havoc yeah. after that, trying to get it back. Yeah. Yeah. And so you, you want that. Totally. You want the chase. Uh, Adrian C., assuming EO and Bianca and Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai continue to feud for the next month or so, who's a logical choice to win the Battle Royal next week? 
Uh, he says, Candace seems to be an obvious choice as Shayna looks to be getting called up soon. Um, I could see it being Candace because I don't think they're going to give her the title anytime soon. Yeah. Um, and in fact, I would actually bet that Candace would end up on Raw or SmackDown before she'd get the title. I'm trying to think if there's anybody. Unless she's the type who's like, yeah, I've been doing this a long time. I don't really want to go to Raw or SmackDown. I'm assuming that she too. stay in NXT as long as Johnny's there. Yeah, and that's true too, yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else on the heel side of things. Cause it was EO, it was Bianca. Bianca's was, had a few shots. And it was uh, uh, Kaylee Ray, but Kaylee Ray's not going to come up to NXT Prime. And it feels like they're going to do an EO Bianca thing, anyways. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess Candace is by the, yeah. the most likely. Yeah. Uh, Jake Montford, uh, what do you see NXT doing with Grimes after losing in the main event? They'll keep him strong mm-hmm. and sort of have him float around until he gets the North American title. Mm-hmm. Give it a year. Yeah. Ollie B, who is Finn going to recruit to F up Gargano? I don't think he's going to recruit anybody. I think he's going to do it himself. Yeah, man, he's going to blow up his boat. That's how it goes. Anyways, uh... How are we going to handle this? We haven't even talked about, like, are we just going to hop into AEW? We're going to take, like, 15 minutes, eat lunch, and then do AEW? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll come back and do AEW after. We'll do it like we normally do. we got a couple more Super Chats. Dom L, happy birthday, Ruby Riot, And Jeffrey Nguyen says they're dropping the ball on Kona Reeves. Don't know if I agree with you on that one there. Uh, uh, yeah, Jeffrey. but we've heard lots of good things about Kona Reeves. Like, uh, God, who was it? Somebody at the Performance Center said something really good about Kona oh, yeah? Reeves. I think that was he was like was he working with Sheamus or something like in the performance center oh, when maybe. Sheamus was working to come back maybe it was something like that, um, and he's like he's like impressing everybody. No, oh. well I hope Connor Reeves might have a really good twenty twenty. He might that wouldn't surprise me. I always like when he comes out. <laughs> Did he get he got what was it, a ricochet annihilate him in the build the uh, Survivor Series when they invaded Full Sail. Yeah, Rick Conan Reeves coming up for a match and all of a sudden ricochet yeah. just comes out of nowhere. Oh, the frame was great. Was great. That was terrific. I just felt like they'd kind of, they dropped the ball in that finest gimmick. Like, book him like an 80 movies villain, and that would have worked. Yeah, but then you're booking him really strong. All those 80s movie villains were booked really strong. I know, but usually they had henchmen to do most of the dirty work. That's what he needed. I wonder if I do. I, I wonder if there's a level of. But you have a guy who hasn't done anything in NXT, and he's coming out, he's saying he's the, he's the finest wrestler in all of NXT. Yeah. Of course it's going to fall flat. Yeah, but he also. Yeah, I know. Well, the problem with NXT, or not the problem. The thing about NXT, because you remember, look, he he might be getting a lot of praise, but whenever we've seen him in a match, he seems slow. Yeah. And I wonder what the criteria is. I mean, I'm sure it's just simply the nebulous idea of he's ready for TV mm-hmm. by seeing what he's doing in the Performance Center on the Florida House Show Loop. Yeah. And I just wonder if, like, he hasn't been maybe wowing in terms of, well, we know we can get this guy in. He's going to put on a five-star match. Because, dude, the level of competition in NXT oh, is so high. Yeah. I mean, so, it's, I mean, I it's just a situation where maybe, you know, he they did some evaluation with them. They said, here's the things you got to improve on. And he's been working hard to that could be, yeah. improve on his weaknesses. Yeah. You know, I think it seems in WWE, at least in, in certain circles, that if you really work hard, you're generally rewarded for your efforts. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily with titles or stuff, but with opportunity. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's it for now. We'll be back in a little bit for uh, for AEW. Yep. Not we're not gonna we're not, we're not gonna wait till one though, right? Oh, we don't have to. No. Okay. Cool. We'll right. eat lunch and so on and so forth. So we'll, hey, hit that notify bell and then select all. Theoretically, it should work. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. 
And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.